But what faith or whose faith? That's the question. The correct translation should have read, have faith God or have God's faith or have the God kind of faith that comes from him. A supernatural faith, the gift that comes from the Lord. In other words, not a human faith, not an earthly faith, but a divine faith. Why? Because only with the faith that comes from God can you move mountains and they will obey you. Praise God. And Jesus demonstrated that. Let's read Mark 11, 23, 24. Welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today from the backyard, we're talking about faith and victory. Faith is the spirit of victory. These two words are so interconnected, and Pastor Scott is going to lead us through passages in the Bible that show how and why. Pastor Scott is joined with wife Marilyn and daughter Kylie. Hello world. Hello USA. I'm Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church and Ministries. Welcome to our broadcast live on Facebook and Instagram. Happy New Year. Praise God. I believe God has good plans for us in this year 2021, but 2020 was tough and tragic. I believe we'll see new things developing, especially in the spiritual realm this year and the kingdom of God. A massive outpouring of the Holy Spirit and spiritual revival is coming to planet Earth. Speaking of planets, it's interesting to note here in Southern California, we noticed last night there were three planets or a three planet conjunction uh, that almost never happens in recorded history. Jupiter, Saturn and Mercury lined up together as one massive light. Praise God. The signs of the heavens are preparing us for what is to come in the near future. Write the vision, make it plain. It's for an appointed time. Though it tarries, it will most certainly come to pass. Praise God. Let faith arise and let's usher in the glory and presence of the Lord. Today I want to talk about faith's victory. But first, Kylie, my fifth daughter, has a few things to share with you. Kylie. Hi, good morning. Uh, Hi to our friends in Africa and Russia and... India. Uh, India and of course the US. US. Uh, welcome. Thank you for watching. Um, just wanted to remind you guys that we actually have a church app. So um, if you're a regular listener um, and you want to be in the know of what's going yeah. on in Lighthouse, it's it's really useful because Doesn't we actually cost anything. It's free. Yeah, it's totally free. We send out updates about our church. Um, or if you're a new listener, if this is the first time you, you're tuning in. Um, we have a link to our website there. Yes. You can find out all, you know, what we believe in. Um, and then you can donate, of course. Connect and to then, our podcast on, on the website, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really useful because, you know, if you want to re-listen um, to this broadcast, you don't want to commit to watching the whole video. Just listen to the audio, you know, while you're like folding laundry. But I think you should walking. commit to watching the whole video. <laughs> <laughs> no, again. It's well worth you your time. <laughs> So yeah, just want to remind you. And so you just search Lighthouse app on iTunes or on Google Play. Just search Lighthouse Church app. Amen. Yeah. All right. Praise God. All right. Let's take our Bibles and hold them up and repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. It was written for me. It was written for me. I am what it says I am. 
I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I can do what it says. Today my mind is alert. Today my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My heart is receptive. The spirit of faith and victory is rising up in me. The spirit of faith and victory is rising up in me. I am growing in favor with God and with men. I'm growing in favor with God and with men. The power of the word is changing my life. The power of the word is changing my life. I will never be the same. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have believed, therefore we speak. Hallelujah. All right, Kylie, let's turn to 1 John 5, 4, please. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this victory we have in Christ, Lord, that um, Christianity is a victorious life, Lord, a life that overcomes. Lord, speak to your people through the word of God. May you anoint this broadcast with power and blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, today we're continuing our teaching on the victorious Christian life. I remember in my early Christian years, I struggled with this. And I never could quite find that victorious life. And uh, much later, uh, after Meryl and I had gotten married, uh, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And God began to show me how that I could walk in continual victory. And didn't mean we wouldn't have struggles in life and trials. Jesus said in the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But there is a victorious life that we can experience. Now, last week we spoke about standing for victory. And now today we want to discuss how to receive the victory you have in Christ. So first, what is victory? It's a good question. It can be defined as an act of defeating an enemy or opponent in a battle game or other competition. The Greek word is Nike. You've all heard and seen that. (laughs) Um, Really, Nike is the Greek goddess of victory. And uh, we've actually seen the statue in the Louvre in Paris, France, and uh, it's this winged creature with no head. But the, the meaning of Nike means victory. It can be defined as mastery or superiority, superiority over. We have the victory and mastery over sin, sickness, the world, the flesh, the devil, and the obstacles of life, and that's important to know that. So then how do we find this victory in this life? It's a great question that needs to be answered from God's word. There are certain spiritual principles that are resident in the kingdom of heaven that regulate and control the working of God in our lives. And a lot of people don't know how to function in that realm. The most spiritual principle found in the word of God is the principle of faith. The Bible says emphatically and unequivocally that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's look at Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God's going to reward you if you diligently seek him by faith. God rewards our faith. In other words, if a believer doesn't exercise faith, he or she will never find the favor, blessing, and victory of God. That's what the apostle wrote in Romans 10, 8, and 9. Got it, Kylie? Yeah. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. So the word is near you, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. The word of faith which we preach. We preach the word of faith or the message of faith and that alone. So if faith brings victory and the ability to be successful in our lives, then it is imperative we understand faith and how it operates and how it works, how it functions. So now, what is faith? Well, the Bible gives us a great definition, Hebrews 11.1. 1. 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Faith sees the reality or possibility before it comes to fruition. It is the knowledge you receive from, from God before it happens. Faith knows the answer before it actually comes to pass. So faith is knowing. Faith is an assurance, an absolute certainty, often of things that the world considers unreal or impossible. Faith reaches out in the spiritual world and grasps or takes hold of the reality in the invisible world and translates it to become a reality in the physical world. Faith can be explained with the analogy of a gasoline engine. There must be a spark in the cylinder to ignite the air-gas mixture to drive the piston and empower the car. Faith is that spark, and that's what ignites our spiritual faith, or our faith in God. It makes our spiritual life work, praise God. Faith is the vehicle that penetrates the barrier between the physical world and the spiritual world. Faith then takes us out of this world and into the supernatural world where God exists and dwells. Faith operates on the principles of the kingdom of God and brings them into reality in our life. A believer that's walking faith is one who lives his or her belief on a daily basis. It's a living faith. It's an alive faith. And he or she is committed to what the mind and the spirit is showing them and revealing to them. God has always approved and recognized the people of faith. Jesus was moved and impressed by great faith. And he was grieved by little faith or no faith. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes back, will, we find, will he find faith on the earth? How sad is that? You see, God is only moved by our faith in him and our faith in his word. What is really amazing is that faith uh, is a gift from God. We don't earn it. We don't work for it just like salvation. We just receive it at the moment of salvation. Let's turn to a very familiar passage of scripture, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of your, yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works, it's the gift of God. So grace and faith and salvation are all received by asking Christ into your life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Faith is nothing we do in our own power or by our own resources. If it was, then salvation would be of grace, would not be of grace, excuse me, but works. And there would be no room for, and there would be room for boasting and pride. But we can't boast because it's something we've received, not something we've earned. The Lord says no flesh will glory in his sight. Paul is emphasizing that even faith is not from us apart from God giving it to us, right? We should glory in the gift of faith. Amen. The reason we should glory in that gift is because it is the gift of faith that leads us to a victorious experience in God. And that's what we're seeking after. Now let's turn to Mark 11. And uh, this is a very familiar passage. We'll begin with verse 13. And this is the story of Jesus cursing the fig tree. We've talked about this in other broadcasts, but it begs repeating. And if you want to learn about faith, the greatest teacher is Jesus himself. And I think Mark chapter 11 is one of the best places to go to. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Go to 20. And go to number 20, yep, verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Interesting. So when Jesus cursed the fig tree, nothing happened. And there probably were skeptics that said, ah, see, he can't do it. But then when they passed by the next morning, 
it was dried up by the by the roots and it was uh, gone. Let's see what Jesus had to say about faith. This is an amazing demonstration and teaching concerning faith and how it functions in our life. Here, Jesus demonstrated the power of faith and what it could accomplish. Here in verse 22, it should be rendered. Let's read verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Okay. So in this verse 22, it should be rendered, have faith God. Now that sounds kind of funny. The translators took the liberty to put in the preposition in, but it was not found in the original text. You say, big deal. What's the big deal? Because it makes all the difference. I remember one time I was in a Christian bookstore years ago, looking up this verse and its correct translation. I began a conversation with a seminary student, a smarty, right? About Mark eleven twenty-two. This guy got really irate, angry at me that I would make such a big deal about the adding of the preposition in by the translators when it wasn't there in the original. You say, isn't it true? Aren't we supposed to have faith in God? Absolutely, yes. But what faith or whose faith? That's the question. The correct translation should have read, have faith God or have God's faith or have the God kind of faith that comes from him. A supernatural faith, the gift that comes from the Lord. In other words, not a human faith, not an earthly faith, but a divine faith. Why? Because only with the faith that comes from God can you move mountains and they will obey you. Praise God. And Jesus demonstrated that. Let's read Mark 11, 23, 24. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that these things he says will be done, he will, he will have whatever he says. And whatever things you desire when you pray, believe, you, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Yeah. We believe first, and then we receive. A human faith will get human results, guys. A divine faith will get divine results. I don't know about you, but I want to go with the divine results. Amen. All right. And Samuel says, I love faith. Praise God. I'd, so do I, Samuel. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I want that supernatural faith results with my faith. Then Jesus taught the power that was invested in the God kind of faith that could actually move mountains and they would obey you. And guys, we all have mountains in our life. We all have obstacles in our life. We have things that are impeding our progress in life. And those obstacles need to be moved. <laughs> and they can be moved and removed through the power of faith. Praise God. The principle Jesus taught was as believers, we are to believe before we can expect to receive from God. And that's where a lot of people have trouble. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. No, you gotta believe it first, and then you receive it, amen? amen. Praise God. There's too many Christians trying to exercise a human faith and are getting human results. But when we actualize the faith that comes from God, we can then and only then see the miraculous take place in our very lives. You see, faith overcomes all things. God's faith or the faith that comes from him overcomes. It's an overcoming faith. It's a victorious and triumphant faith that can't be defeated or stopped. I love that. It has the power invested in it to bring victory and success in every facet of our life. And you guys, you should be expecting success and victory in your life as you walk by faith and not by sight. The neat thing about faith is that it grows. You start out with a little bit and you can grow into a lot more, <laughs> right? Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 1.3. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. 
an exceedingly growing faith. It's an exceeding growing faith. Praise God. You'll grow in your faith if you feed it with the word of God. And that's the, that's the, the point there. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When we live a life of faith, there's a risk involved. The Bible says, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he, where he would receive as an inheritance. The Bible says he went out not knowing where he was going. And sometimes in our life, that's how faith is, right? And that is how faith operates sometimes. We don't always know everything. We get some information, but we don't have the whole thing. And we just have to step out by faith and obey God, amen? So much of the time, we just don't have the full picture but yet we still obey because obedience and faith are synonymous. I remember being called to the ministry when I was born again on a palm, on, in Palm Springs on a balmy night at age 14. I came into the kingdom of God. My sins were forgiven. And it was then that I was called to full-time ministry. But that really reality did not come about, about for 26 years. <laughs> That's a long time to wait. I, was, uh, I have what we call a, a Moses ministry. Started late. You know, Moses started late. He didn't begin his ministry till he was 80. So, and I began actually in, at 40. 40 yeah. But God had already made the promise to me that I would be in the ministry and a full-time minister. Praise God. So when we get a promise uh, of God from the Lord, we must be steadfast and persevere until it comes to fruition. Hebrews 6.12. Does someone have that one? I do. Okay. Um that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience, patience. inherit the, the promises. promises. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Faith is a critical, but you also have to be patient many times and wait until that promise comes to pass. God's promises can only be fulfilled by God's power. Human efforts to affect his will, no matter how sincere or clever those efforts might be, are doomed for failure and bring dishonor to God. God is only glorified in our faith and trust in him and his promises. Remember when the disciples asked Jesus, what do we do that we might do the works of God? That's a great question. Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. But how do we do the works of God? Jesus answered them by saying, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he sent. This is the work, guys. The only work is to believe. Praise God. I remember one time I got a prophecy from a, a guy in, years ago, and, and uh, he said the angels in heaven are doing backflips, and they're rejoicing because you've said yes to the call on your life. Praise God. If God puts a call on your, your life for ministry, you say yes. Amen? All right. So this is the work to believe on the Lord with all of our hearts. Let's take a closer look at Abraham, who, by the way, he is the father of faith. Abraham was a prototype of a New Testament Christian living in the Old Testament. The Bible says Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. That's a New Testament principle, amen? That's how we all come in. All the promises of God were given to him. Let's look at Galatians 3.16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed who is Christ. Amen. So all the promises of God, there's over 7,000, were made to Abraham, but really given to Jesus Christ. And we have inherited all those promises, praise God. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I wanna give you very quickly 12 promises given to Abraham. Number one, a land that he would inherit and well, as well as a nation, which today is modern day Israel, which we've been there. Number two, 
divine health. Number three, God would bless him personally, which included success, prosperity, and wealth. God made Abraham rich, whether you like it or not, he did, to establish his covenant with him. His name would be great. Certainly Abraham's name is great. He would be a blessing to others. You know, some Christians are not a blessing to others. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're, we're supposed to be a blessing to people, not a curse to people, right? So he would be a blessing to others. And those who blessed him would be blessed themselves. Hallelujah, praise God. Bless someone who's blessed and you'll be blessed. Those who cursed him would be cursed though. All the families of the earth will be blessed because of him. He also was blessed to live a long and peaceful life, to live a victorious life. Number 10, that God would go with him wherever he went. Number 11, the Lord said to him, I am your shield and protector and protection, praise God. And the number 12 promise, he would be the possessor of heaven and earth. He would inherit all things. He would inherit the world. We're called to walk in the steps and promises of Abraham and the life of faith he lived. His promises are ours in Christ. He was blessed above measure and walked in victory because he went, uh, because his life demonstrated the fact that he believed God and that was accounted to him as righteousness. He simply lived a life of faith and so shall we. Romans 4.13 for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Through the righteousness of faith, he would be heir to the world. Praise God, guys. We are the heirs to the world. <laughs> not bad, huh? Abraham didn't vacillate between faith and doubt, as many Christians do. From a human standpoint, when things are going well, it's easy to trust God, right? But then again, that may not be true faith. When things seem impossible, it is then we can exercise true faith and get an opportunity to see the power of God being demonstrated. All things are possible to those who believe and nothing is impossible with God. Keep believing, taking the victory over this world. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this time now to invite people to receive Christ. If you're listening and viewing this broadcast and you, you don't know the Lord, you don't know where you'd be if you died today, you could receive Christ today. You could be born again just like I was on that balmy night in Palm Springs, California at age 14. Why don't you invite Jesus into your life? It'll change your life forever. If that's you, pray this prayer in the quietness of your heart or even out loud. Lord Jesus, I invite you to come into my life. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior and as my King. I will worship you and love you all the days of my life. Thank you for forgiving my sins. I confess those before you now, Lord, and believe that I receive forgiveness of sins by the blood of Christ. I bless you now, Lord Jesus. I love you with all my heart. In your name, name, I pray. And for those believers, you've drifted away and you've backslidden, you're not close to God. God wants to bring you back in this year 2021 and get you close to him again. Make a decision to follow Christ once again, to take up your cross and follow him. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I know I've slipped away. I'm a believer. I know I'm going to heaven, but I'm not really pleasing you. And I want to. I want to get close to you again in this new year. I commit my life, I rededicate my life back to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Praise God, all right. Hallelujah, well keep walking in victory and faith. And we'll see you all this week on Facebook and Instagram for my mini broadcast. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to today's message with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. We hope that you are blessed from the message and begin to operate in the faith that comes from God. 
God faith. The 12 promises Pastor Scott highlighted are in the episode notes if you want to jot those down. We thank you for listening. We thank you for being a part of our ministry. Stay strong in the word. God bless. And we'll see you next time on Light Words. (laughs) 